everybody. Welcome to Honky Talk Podcast. This is Todd. I'm here with my main man, Big D. What's up, Big D? Hey, what's happening, everybody? Good to be with you again. Yeah, yeah. Another month in the books, man. A good month, too, yeah. man. Yeah, top 40 podcast, Apple charts. I'm amazed every time we put something like this out. Because, you know, every time we have done this, mm-hmm. um, we haven't put a good show together. Like, from end to end yet. And it's yeah. it's still doing well. So um, we just want to say thanks for hanging with us, folks. You mean the world to us. Um, for us, this is kind of an outlet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we enjoy it. But we also want to thank you for all the love that we've gotten back. And, you know, speaking of love, let's let's dive into the mailbag. Yeah. Um, so this month, uh, I actually got some feedback this month. That's good. That is good because well, usually I don't good, get a ton. It's good feedback. Uh, you I didn't got, get good feedback of Bernard Kink. Uh, Bernard King. Oh, that's, we don't by have the time. Way, was the greatest player of all time. Let's keep moving. Uh, keep it moving. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to give a shout out to my man uh, Tim Straka. Uh, Tim, um, I was in a place delivering, and uh, he was FaceTiming a mutual friend of ours. So I got to talk to him a few minutes. Uh, Tim's wife got a dream job in Italy, so wow. he is now in Italy. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, he said that he really enjoyed the podcast, gave him a little taste at home, and uh, he just encouraged us to keep it up, and he really loved the show, man. He thought it was real funny. So Thanks, Tim. That's yeah. awesome, man. We're going to yeah. keep going, and hopefully it does remind you of uh, Ohio, right? Yeah, at least Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I got, man, I got a lot of feedback. I'm, I, You know, our feedback grows from show to show because I think our audience grows from show to show. And so... Um, one of the things that I got was some, some feedback on the selfies. People loved the Insta dudes, the Insta selfies. Yeah, those were great. Um, C dot who, uh, wrote us, he wrote us this email. It says, dear honky talk, your recent show inspired me to, to take on, uh, an Instagram selfie. Oh, okay. Please note in my picture. I have the Dude Broad Hardcore Scowl. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice look. Yeah, you can't you show selfie. teeth. No. Can't no. show teeth. Um, the V-neck Hanes Extra Medium T-shirt. Right. The mirrored Ray-Ban Aviator sunglasses. Correct. Right. Like Ponch right. And, and John on chips yeah, back in bro, the day. Yeah, that's code. Awesome. The yeah. $10 gym membership bod. Oh, nice, nice. Right. Uh, th- that includes all upper body. Yeah. There's no legs. So he's got the GTL. Skip leg day. He's got the GTL going on. He does. And then lastly, notice the cry for attention. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's what the the scowl's for. Thank you for awakening, for the awakening your show has given me. C-Dot, it's what we do. Yeah. We're here to help you. That's right. Also got a bathroom mirror selfie from uh, the little honky Chewy. Nice. Who is eight. Eight. Nice. And already snapping Instagram. Can't start too early. That's right. What's, so. What else you got? Oh, um, Frank. Frank says we talk too much basketball, which is okay because it's basketball season. And he realizes it's basketball season, but he can't wait for football season. Neither can we. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, I love football. I think we may even do like a college football preview and yeah. an NFL preview. Yeah, which we love both. Right. Yeah. Right. So – Frank, we would agree with you. However, it is. It is. It is uh, what it is. Last month, we did no basketball at all. Right. So stick with us. Today, we're going to talk about the finals in the offseason in our last segment. 
but that'll go quick, and then next month you can look forward to some football. Right. So that's 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 good feedback. It isn't going to be all basketball all the time. Yeah. Um. So I got to kind of tell you that I got a lot of feedback on the Father's Day gifts. Oh, nice, nice. Right. Um. At least six people. Yeah. Caught up with me and said the fast forward gift where your wife has to fast forward through a long drawn out story. Oh yeah, every man needs that. He, all of them loved it, and they asked their wives for the gift. And they're still getting the answer as to why it's a bad gift. The, the story hasn't right. hasn't concluded on why the husband doesn't need that, right. which proves that they do need that. Right. 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 So Obviously. there's there's that. Um, you see what I did there? Yeah. Uh, Kate, the b-ball assassin. Okay. Said the potty putter was crazy. Yeah. Who needs that? Right. Right. Nobody needs a potty. Do you putter. have any other ones? Yeah, I got a couple of. Uh, uh, why don't you? Okay. Those are kind of like, how dare you? Okay. But, but it's... How, um, how dare he? Yeah. How, how dare he? But uh, the uh, why don't yous are uh, the people trying to take control over our programming. Mm. So uh, Somebody needs to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we don't have a grip on this or anything. But uh, we got a uh, why don't you talk about hockey? Well, first of all, it's, it's two fat guys. Yeah. So... That can't skate. Hard ice... Yeah. And being husky. Yeah. I mean, most people fall and they get a bruise. Yeah. We, we fall and we break, break bones. So, right. I mean, it's not like we're playing basketball either, but we right. just, you know, we can't wrap our minds around ice hockey. And plus, we we grew up, would you say lower class? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lower class. At least lower middle. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you got to have coin. To play hockey growing up, man. We just didn't yeah. get that opportunity. No, not at all. And the schools didn't offer it, so it wasn't That's a true. free sport that we That's could true. play. But uh, I will say this. Go Capitals. Um, yeah, congratulations. They, uh, that was a big deal, I guess. That I guess so. They got really drunk and stayed really drunk. As far as I know, they're still drunk. That Ovechkin guy is man, all he's, over Man, he's it. sleeping with the trophy? Yeah. He's. The, I think I saw him dry humping it. He took number two <laughs> of your Father's Day gift. And he applied that to the Stanley wow, Cup. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and then uh, we also got a uh, why don't you talk soccer? Why Why would we? Uh, why don't we talk about rhinoceros? Okay. Okay. The World Cup is going on as we speak right now. Right. Is it on TV? Does ESPN have on the World Cup? You know, that's a good point. I mean, we had just gone out to lunch and we had both noticed that on ESPN... <laughs> On ESPN, not ESPN 3 or 7 or whatever, right. the Ocho. Right. There was a cornhole tournament on. Cornhole tournament right. is more fascinating than the World Cup. That's crazy. Yeah, we just, I mean, look, again, fat guys, there's a lot of running in soccer. Yeah. And um, we tend to both be, um, we have a little bit of attention deficit. you got to pay close attention in between yeah. when actually scoring happens there yeah not our thing but yeah. um we have listeners you know Hinkle, big soccer fan so i don't want to yeah. insult him right but just not our gig not not us and i will leave soccer at this uh my wife played it wow yeah, yeah. Hinkle, if you want to give us some feedback uh facebook go yeah. ahead and hit us up because that was todd and not Derek. <laughs> todd todd um <laughs> Mrs. Honky, my wife. Yeah. 
gave okay. us some feedback that okay. she enjoyed the subtle monkey sounds mm. in the bath in the background when talking about uh, sexy time. Yeah, last month thought yeah. that was hilarious. That is, I, I did think that was pretty funny. Myself. That was that was pretty funny. Not to. Okay. Any, anything else from you on the mailbag? Not on the mailbag, man. All let's right. get on to our next subject. Well, let's uh, blow some fingers off and talk about fireworks. Nice. You don't Got have another... no black cats, no Roman candles, or screaming memes? No. Oh, come on, man. You don't got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodads, or crap flappers? No, I don't. You're going to stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes? No spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, hoosker do's, hoosker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? No. Because snakes and sparklers are the only ones I like. Who doesn't love a whistling bunghole? Right. Fireworks season. Hoosker do's and hoosker don'ts. I mean, is there anything more hillbilly? Um, and fireworks. No. Uh, so we wanted to talk about that. Um, so we've kind of come up with... Uh, I went out and got some stories on some, some things gone wrong. Yeah. Inside, yeah. inside yeah. of fireworks. Because, you know, uh, it, it really is kind of funny. Uh, do we need to give a disclaimer on, hey, don't play with fireworks? I think our, our audience is pretty smart, but we are not advocating that you go blow your fingers off. No, by no means. Right. So America is great. It Every is year great. around the 4th, we celebrate our independence. Yeah. And to do that, we shoot fireworks up in the sky, which is fantastic. I know right. you've got some memories from childhood, so why don't you kind of kick us off? Well, every 4th of July, growing up, my parents would have a big, big party. Big bonfire party. Um, all my aunts and uncles and cousins would come. And basically, it was a big reason to get trashed and shoot stuff. So nice. um, Yeah, so they would all bring uh, fireworks from where they lived and all that good stuff. And then uh, they would throw 20 bucks in a pot each, and then they'd go out and get more fireworks. They'd go to the store, get some hamburgers and uh, hot dogs, and uh, they'd get uh, Sounds like some, America. Yeah, America. And get some beer. And uh, that, yeah, beer and whiskey and whatever else they wanted and to bring. Lit, lit, lit and, TNT. That sounds yeah. like a good combination. So, so uh, we would spend all day playing while the parents were drinking, drinking and grilling out. So they're getting faded. We're playing hard. Yeah. And then finally, after dinner was done, the lights get down. You go down a little bit. Um, after we would sneak around and grab beers when nobody was looking and drink those, and <laughs> so. Uh, so we're drunk too, for the nice. most part. Yeah. So um, we didn't get nothing too fancy. We got bottle rockets, and uh, we got these things called butterflies that that spun around and I chased you. Those. Yeah, they would chase you around a little bit if you weren't sure. real good with them. And uh, you know they'd get a couple big fire fire. Uh, you know they get firecrackers and a couple big bottle rockets that would go off pretty nice and mm. give you a nice little show. But um, we had this one guy. He was my aunt's boyfriend. Only takes one. Yeah, and he was from uh, Kentucky. And uh, I can't remember the guy's name offhand. I don't fact check, and it's been years and years and years ago. And obviously she wasn't with him for a long time, or else I would know his name. But anyhow, this Jack Abs, 
But uh, walk around without a shirt on all of day. Course. Yeah, while he's getting drunk. And did I mention he was from Kentucky? You, you did. Okay. Um, Don't and, alienate our audience. We've got some. Well, Kentucky no, no, people. no. I'm not going to alienate all of them. Just these just people. Just this guy. Just this guy. Okay. And uh, he would shoot bottle rockets off holding them. Have you ever seen that done? He would hold I it in have. his hand, lit it. Oh, then, without a bottle? Yeah, without the bottle. He would just hold the bottle rocket stick, light it, stand there, and let it go. As a sign of manhood or something, right? Well, I secretly think that my dad and all the other men was really hoping that thing went off and blew a couple fingers off for right, entertainment purposes. Right. But, of course, everybody's drunk. Right. Nobody else used their arms. Okay. They all used bottles. Right. And all the men set them off. Sure. And they let the kids set them off somewhat. Of course. Right. Nothing could go wrong here. So, did the guy blow off a finger? Or? No, no, nothing terrible like that. It could have. But the moral of the story is, is we all do dumb stuff when we're drunk. We do. And we all do dumb stuff when we're drunk on the 4th of July. Luckily for me and my family, nothing Stay seriously safe, happened. Folks. Yeah, seriously. nothing seriously happened. Yeah. But the 4th of July is just that. It's a time to bring family together, get drunk, and have fun. Yeah, um, I got some, some mail in and did some research on some stories, and some of these are funny. Uh, we got one. says, most of my family lives in Idaho, with my grandmother's house being on a golf course. Oh, what could go wrong there? My uncle decided this was a perfect spot to set off some fireworks for, for July 4th. Yeah, it's wide open. He also had a terrible Jack Russell <laughs> named Casper, who was poorly trained. My uncle and his kids aren't much on dog ownership and didn't really bother to train the dog. They had pretty standard set of fireworks, nothing too impressive. Just Roman candles, bottle rockets, and other basics. Who doesn't love a good Roman candle? Yeah, Roman I mean, they shoot those fireballs out of them. Yeah. Casper, who lives through the story, so that's good. Yeah, okay. Casper survives. We're not in okay. mistreating okay. dogs. This is just a happenstance okay, that happened. Okay, so Luke, Luke's not going to be on us. No, okay. no. Um, All right. Hi, Luke. He, oh, of course, he was off the leash running and doing the things that a poorly trained dog does. Nice. Then they lit the Roman candle. <laughs> Casper decides that it's a toy. Nice. And grabs the thing by the base and runs off. <laughs> so now we have a dog running around in circles shooting a lit Roman candle, spewing balls of fire at everybody sitting in a circle. Oh, that's fantastic. No one can catch the dog. Finally, the Roman candle goes out, but the dog refuses to come back. Right. So my uncle decides to fight fire with fire. I don't know if that was a pun, but yeah, interesting. And lights another Roman candle, hoping to entice the dog back. Okay. It works, but there was not a strategy to stop the dog once he got to the Roman candle. So he swooped in, grabbed the second Roman candle, and took off again. <laughs> By this time, most of the family was laughing too hard to actually chase the dog. He managed to catch he managed not to catch anything on fire and eventually returned the unscathed. Fortunately, my uncle gave up on firing off any more Roman candles. I would guess so. Yeah. I would guess so. Well, you kind of, kind of fooled me there. I thought he was going to take the Roman candle and shoot it at the dog. 
No, no, we yeah. wouldn't. We wouldn't advocate that. But that is that is pretty funny that the dog held everybody hostage, shooting fireballs. Oh, at that's him. fantastic. Yeah, that's that's America. Yep. Um, Ryan, when I was around twelve, I would babysit for my mom's friends' kids, who were just a few years younger than me, but too young to stay home alone. The older kid was ten, and had a great collection of fireworks that he that he would get when he'd visit his grandparents in parts of the state where fireworks sales were less restricted. Nice. That's always a good thing, a 10-year-old yeah. with, with TNT. Awesome fireworks, right. Yeah. Being the great babysitter I was, we went out at dusk to shoot off some bottle rockets in the backyard. Mm. A kid from next door saw and came over to join the action. Mm. On the neighbor kid's turn, he lit a bottle rocket fuse just as his pudgy younger brother came walking around the corner with a, hey guys, what you doing? The bottle rocket wielding neighbor turned to face his brother and the bottle rocket shot off, traveled 30 yards or so to his brother and went straight to the pudgy kid's groin. Ooh. This is getting interesting. There was a brief moment where the rocket bounced up against the kid's groin like a fly bouncing against a clear glass window. There was, pa- <laughs> there was panic in the kid's <laughs> eyes like when Wiley Coyote knew he was screwed. He knew his fate. The bottle rocket exploded and the pudgy kid stood there for a few seconds in shock before screaming a little girlish scream and went running inside. Yeah, I'm sure. We chased after him because we had to make sure that he wouldn't tell his parents on us. Yeah, he can't squill. As it was the early 90s, shorts were still <laughs> shorts were still pretty short. So outside of some black powder mount powder marks on his thighs, he was relatively unscathed. The next okay. time we launched bottle rockets, we made a game of it where the pudgy kid would stand on the out, outside of the yard and we would shoot the bottle rockets at him. We were never able to recreate the moment. Oh, I bet not. Yeah, okay. That's uh, fantastic. You know, regardless of what you feel about this country or what you feel about politics, it is a pretty, you know, it's 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 not a bad place to live. Oh, absolutely. And I realize we're still a work in progress. Um, mm-hmm. I realize things happen that are not all about justice mm-hmm. at times. But um, this 4th of July, you know, enjoy yourself enjoy the day off work if you get it um reflect on the things that you have and uh you know enjoy it and, and don't blow any fingers off or yeah. shoot any bottle rockets at anybody's groin yeah don't be jpp yeah so with that we're gonna move on to the next thing right yeah which is bad parenting in sports yeah gotta love that So recently, I sent Todd a uh, a text with a video uh, embedded in it. Well, I think it was from Facebook. I can't remember. And it was an actual video of a coach in the middle of a game coming out of a dugout with an aluminum bat to go after a parent. And I think we've reached the time at this point in our history where... These sports parents are getting crazy. 
Yeah. And I know you, I know you see this more than I do. The, yeah. the one thing I know is I've got buddies who um, got into coaching for the love of the game, didn't really even have kids that played, just wanted to coach. And uh, I hear this, you know, there's a lot of refs that aren't aren't refing games anymore because they just, I mean, why, honestly. Why put up with the headache? Right, right. And it's yeah. all about the parenting. Yeah. So we looked up some rules of good parenting, but I know that you have some, you have some experience with this. Yeah. And so uh, I'm going to uh, stack.com put out some rules. This is how, uh, how you should actually act as a parent. Right. Uh, 10 signs you're a horrible sports parent. Okay. So I'm going to go through them. And then obviously I have a son that's younger and he's not into, um, he's not into sports really hardcore yet. But right. I know your your daughter's a cheerleader on the varsity level. Yeah. So you see, a and, lot and of this. she's cheerleaded since the pee wee level. So, so so you have a lot of input here. A lot um, of years of seeing ugly parenting. Yeah. So the, yeah. the first sign that you're a horrible sp- sports parent is coaching from the sideline. Do you see this a lot? Yeah, you get a lot of that. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of that in soccer, um, where they'll yell at the kid to go get the ball or do this, do that. And then what's the kid do? They turn right over to the sideline to see what the parent's saying instead of playing the game. Right. And then miss the ball. And then they either miss the ball or get blasted. Yeah. It said first, this takes the player's focus off the field and puts it on you. Yeah. Second, what you're telling the player to do may directly contradict what the coach is telling. Listen, the coach is there for a reason. Well, you know, um, when your son's playing cornerback, for example, yeah, and the ball's ran the opposite way, and your dad stands up and screams at you to go make the tackle, right? And uh, it's an end around, so <laughs> you're reverse. running, yeah. So you're running uh, to the opposite instead side of, of the field home. instead of yeah. staying home. Uh, you just got burnt and lost your team the game, right? Uh, second, and I think this is. Uh, I mean, this is probably the this is probably the the reason of all of it, and that is expectations are too high. Yeah, everybody thinks their damn kids Tom Brady. Yeah, it it's kind of crazy because if you look at the amount of kids that actually get scholarship offers, it's real out low. of high school. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy, and they are. I mean, they've taken the fun out of sports these days. I mean, I'm hearing that. By the, by the time a kid's 10 or 11, they're making them choose a sport because they have to play that sport year-round. You know, we, when we were coming up, mm-hmm. in the fall you played football. In the winter you played basketball or you wrestled. Right. In the spring you ran track or you played, played baseball. baseball. Yeah. Man, I, I got this friend whose kid is a pretty good baseball player. Um, he As he was going through, like, I don't even want to say junior high, pre-junior high, pre-teen. Mm-hmm. They would travel up for, or they would sign up for travel teams, and the kid had like seventy-five games in a summer. Yeah. What does the kid have time to do outside of that? Nothing. Not, not a dang thing. Which which begs the question again. I mean, what are we developing in kids too? I mean, yeah. I don't know about your house, but in my house, you know, the first thing is academics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say that. I sound yeah. like a know-it-all. But no. you got to at least be able to read. Yeah. Um, like you said, the percentages are real small of those kids going to college. Uh, but the percentage is 100% that they're going to have to do something with their life. Right. 
and um, if only 5% get to go to college and play that sport, then 95% of you guys really need to get on the books right? so that you can figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Exactly. Um, the third one, criticizing other kids. Okay, so your superstar quarterback son threw a perfect pass, but yeah. the wide receiver dropped the ball. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Yeah. I cannot imagine doing this. Oh, you, it, it, this is the worst at the peewee level, but it, it's bad at high school level too. But on the peewee level, I mean, parents fight because somebody called somebody's kid out. They'll, they will go out of the stands and fist fight over this. What is wrong with where? What is wrong with us? You know, and, and you can't really blame the kid who's the the kid's dad who dropped the ball because you got this jackass behind you screaming about how bad your son sucks. Yeah, that's. Well, let's good. go outside that's and good. I'll show you how bad you suck. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, next one, arguing with just about anyone. Yeah. Says youth and varsity sports are tense. There's no debating that. A ton of right. emotion is involved, first of all, why, in right. watching your kid play. Tempers can flare even among the calmest moms and dads. But if you're the type who likes to argue balls and strikes with the high school kid umpiring a game, you're a special kind of unreasonable. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear you berate the officials or argue about opposing players. Yeah, I was literally at a game last year uh, where one of the uh, parents on the opposing team uh, yelled at his uh, son to uh, literally kill an MFR. No kidding. And he yelled that loud enough to where the parents on our side of the field could hear that. At a varsity game, with the band playing and everything, um, luckily for that gentleman, he was escorted out of the stadium I because so. a lunch mob was forming on our side to go take care of this dude when he walked off the field. So he was armed, escorted off the premises, and uh, told to leave. And uh, it was probably a good thing for him because he was going to get jumped. The next one, playing the blame game. Sometimes your kid will screw up. Sometimes his or her teammates will screw up. Yeah. Sometimes this coach will screw up. Yeah. Heck, sometimes your team will just get beat. Sometimes yeah. the other team's better than yours, dude. Yeah, that happens quite a bit. And then uh, the parents will blame everybody under the sun. The refs blew a call, which is it's human, man. They, they're, they're not going to make every single call. It's high school. You know, you uh, pro refs don't even do a hundred percent job. Right. You know, so uh, you can't. It's un, unrealistic expectations by some of the parents, and then they'll get into the coaches calling a bad game or what? Well, why? Why ain't you coaching, Duke? Well, too. Why? Why ain't you down there calling plays? It does set. You know, there's the immediate bad consequence, which is. You really ruin it for everybody else around you who's trying to... I mean, these kids aren't well, kids forever. Well, can you imagine the home life of this kid now? Exactly. So the, now this kid's growing up with a defeatist attitude. Or the attitude that nothing they do is, is their, their fault. fault. Yeah. Which, we can see that in society. Oh, that's that's now perfect. You know, these millennials are just like that. Right. Yeah. It's all your fault, bad parents. Here, here's parents. another one. You think every opponent of your child cheats. Oh, yeah. They all cheat. Again, 
sometimes the guy across the line, sometimes the girl across the line mm -hmm. from your child is just better than your child. Oh, yeah, no they doubt. They may be better than your child at this particular juncture, at this particular time, and this particular thing. Listen, getting beat, losing, is more of an example on how to live life than winning. It you, really is. You're going to lose a lot more than you win. Yeah. Oh, the next one. Which... My dad was, was older when I was born. It's, it's almost like I skipped a, a generation. But his, his group of, um, his generation of people really did not believe in bragging. Right. And I think we've come to the place where like self-promotion is so accepted that nobody even frowns on that anymore. But um, this says you're a terrible sports parent if you're bragging. Okay, Tommy got another call from Urban Meyer. He threw how many touchdowns last week? You don't say. Wow, it's just so interesting to hear about your kids' accomplishments. Yeah. Again. Again. Right? You know, usually if somebody wants to know something, they'll ask you. I mean, really. You that's, know a I mean? Good, that's a good. That's you know a good I mean? plan for life in general. Yeah, right? if I want to know about your kid and Urban Meyer's uh, going out for coffee, I'll ask you about that. But right. uh, yeah, I don't need to know all that. Um, the next one. This is number eight. Not letting your kid have a life outside of sports. Which which we touched on. We did. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I think the sports in general, the coaching and the uh, way they're scheduling these kids to play games, are doing that for for you. Well, let's not, not to mention, you know, kids are blowing out ACLs. Kids are yeah. throwing their arms out by they're the time Tommy they're 12, John surgery. 13. Yeah. Um, too much is too much. Listen, I, I realize a lot of our, a lot of our society wants to live their broken, broken dreams through their kids. Oh yeah. That's only yeah. natural. Yeah. But it's not your life. Right. Right. And so, um, it says there's a limit. There's a limit to how hard you should push your student athlete. More than transforming your child into a perfect basketball, softball hitting machine or a basketball shooter is to let him or her evolve with a well-rounded person with interests and abilities outside of athletics. Yeah. Can the kid carry a conversation? Yeah. Can he mow the grass? Uh, yeah. Can she babysit? Can she mow the grass? Can I mean, Correct. whatever you ask your kid to do, they should have life skills, especially... I mean, you've, you've got daughters, right? Correct. And you've got yeah. one that's how old? What's the oldest? Uh, 18. Are you really parenting at this point? I mean, really? Um, not really as much as I like to call life coaching. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Everything is already put into place at this point, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, oh, here's, here's one that would just... So, um, I remember this, and even to this day, it sticks with me, yelling at your kid in front of everyone. Yeah, I've seen this ugly side, too. Accepting criticism is part of getting better. But there's a right way to do it and a wrong way. Loudly in public and certainly in a bad way. You'll embarrass your kid and put a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Yeah. I'm not worried about everybody. Right. I'm worried about the damage that that does to a kid's psyche and, and his self-confidence. Yeah. Or her self-confidence. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, um... There's a few things on that list that go hand in hand. Uh, yelling about other kids is also along those lines. Um, 
I, I was at a peewee football game that my daughter cheerleaded after this game. So it was the group of kids younger than, than her group. And the uh, coaches actually got into a fight. Um, over the, a peewee football game. Over a peewee football game. Um, the One of the assistant coaches on defense kept sending his kid into the game. Uh, head coach didn't like it. So uh, head coach would take the kid out. And then um, assistant coach uh, would shake his head um, whenever head coach who was also the offense coordinator, would play, uh, put a call in. Um, head coach's wife went over, told the head coach that other coach was shaking his head whenever he made a call. And after the game, it was on like Donkey Kong, uh, behind the... Uh, the um, Concession stand? The, no, not the concession stand. The stands where the, all the parents and the kids were. Um, head coach was calling the assistant coach's kid terrible. Good He's Lord. really not a good player, but you keep trying to send him into the game. I didn't say nothing. Um, assistant coach kept saying, but you kept taking him out. He goes, that's because your kid is terrible. I don't know why he plays. He shouldn't be playing. And uh, you should not be coaching. Let me ask you a question. Did that coach survive that? Um. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened how, how to him. How old this. are these kids? Um, at the time, I think they were like nine, maybe ten. You don't maybe, call a maybe, nine-year-old maybe, terrible. Yeah, yeah, eight, nine. Um, so not only that, they're getting into a, a, a physical altercation, and now the wives are involved. Goodness gracious. And then it just filters down to who's on whose side. And the loser of this whole thing is not which parent got beat up or who got fired or was told not to come back to a volunteer job. It was the children that had to right. sit there and watch their parents fight and listen to another adult call them terrible. Right. Um, sometimes I think as adults, uh, we need to take a step back and really self-reflect on why we do what we do. Um, when you coach small children like that, you're doing it because you love children and you love the game and you want to see the game advance in, a, in the right way. Yeah. If you think about it, a bad 15 seconds can really stick with a kid forever. Forever. That kid, I guarantee you to this day, that kid that was told he was terrible by his head football coach still remembers that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, number 10 and the last one, swearing slash complaining slash being a loudmouth. Yeah. Notice the empty buffer zone on bleachers between you and the nearest parent. Your yelling is not entertaining, helpful, or insightful. You know what is? You know what it is? It's annoying. Yep. Cut it out. Yeah, it's cute the first couple times, and then after that, it's like, all right, dude. You know, it's amazing. I, I mean, we don't sit and think what we're developing for the next generation. No, I don't think they do at all. And I think I think that what we're going to have is we're going to have a bunch of entitled, um, self-interested people. Yeah. And it's it's I I sometimes think about the world that we're leaving for our our kids. It's not good. No, not at all. And all over something like Pee Wee sports. I mean, yeah. Do you even remember in Pee Wee baseball or Pee Wee football or whatever it is? Do you even remember your record? 
Um, no. I mean, unless it's undefeated or unless you never won a game. Yeah. You really don't remember. Yeah, unless you won much. the championship, you don't remember right. a whole bunch. Right. What you remember, though, is you remember the fact that it took you, I don't know, two months to hit a curveball, but then you finally hit it. You remember, yeah. you know, running in football and thinking, I'm going to quit. But, nah, let right. me just keep running. Let me just keep yeah. at this. Yeah. And, um, it's it's the lessons like that that you remember, and you would certainly remember your coaches getting in a fight on the right, sidelines. Right. So, I think we need to do better as adults. You know, people people complain about this generation. Kids haven't changed. No. Parenting's changed. Parent, yeah, it's the parents' fault. So anyway, that's our. Uh, this got a little more serious than we normally get. Right, right. But it's something that we saw that that we really feel strongly about, and hopefully you do too as a group. So we're gonna continue on and the next thing we're going to talk about um for the last time this year yeah unless something crazy pops up right is the nba finals in the off season so all right let's get to it all right So look, uh, the NBA season is over. Humble pie. Yeah, um, I gotta take a big slice of humble pie. Uh, my Boston Celtics, uh, just for the playoffs, uh, choked, and my Houston Rockets uh, did exactly what they did with the Clippers, and they stayed in the hallway. They stayed in the hallway. Yeah. Uh, they did not want none. No, they didn't want that smoke. So. Um... I'm trying to put words to this this finals. Yeah. Um, I think you sent me a text three games in that said, I've not watched one game because yeah. knew what it's, was gonna happen. frankly, I, I don't watch anything where I'm not surprised. Yeah. Or at least have the chance to be surprised. Right. Um, yeah, what happened, I, I predicted... Uh, I predicted Golden State and Cleveland. That was like a, an easy pick, right? We all kind of yeah. knew that was. It's hard to beat LeBron James um, with anybody other than Golden State in yeah. in seven, right? Um, although the Celtics are looking scary for next Ooh, year, they are too. Very. Um, so there's that. Uh, gosh, what to even talk about? I mean. I'm going to get on Cleveland for a little bit. Uh-oh. And I'm not going to get on J.R. Smith because I think that guy has suffered enough. But but let me, let me let me pose this question. Did Chris Webber throw the biggest party ever? Yeah, no after kidding. That? It's like the it's like the, the the Dolphins. Yeah. That went undefeated would throw a party every year every time somebody lost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I if I'm a Cleveland fan, I'm not mad at J.R. Smith because I tell you what, what J.R. Smith did in game one where he dribbled yeah. the ball out and yeah. the game was coming to a close while they were tied. Yeah. That's the most Cleveland thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Hollywood couldn't have wrote a better script than that. That is literally Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, you. A metaphor for your city. We've done this before and you, you guys know we're not fans of Cleveland and we won't spend much time on this because 
I'm not into being happy at another's misfortune. Oh, I am. But I, <laughs> but that is that is as Cleveland as Cleveland gets. When yeah. you have the ball, two feet from the bucket, tie score. Oh, you six have to seconds do. left. Oh, you have to do. Put it back up. Put it up. Get, get fouled. fouled. <laughs> right. That's all he had to do. Which, and he dribbled the, the ball to half court. Which, by the way, is very easy for us to sit here and say. But um, I think uh, 99.9% of all NBA players would have put the ball back up. Yeah, I don't know why he did what he did. He certainly got a pass that yeah. would make um, the average fan not like him terribly. Yeah. Um, Listen, I, I wouldn't want that. I think about what if J.R. Smith was my son or my, my nephew. Or, yeah. uh, I, uh, I don't want to celebrate that. I'll just say this. Cleveland, you can't be mad at J.R. Smith. That This is your history. This is this is what Cleveland – that is, a, like I said before, that is as Cleveland as Cleveland has ever been Cleveland. That, that That's the best, worst thing that's happened to Cleveland since the drive. Yeah. I mean, well – you don't have to go back very far when let's look at the World Series. Yeah, that too. I mean, let's look at the World Series in the 90s when they played the Marlins. Yeah. What were they, one out away? Yeah. I mean, this. Let's, let's go back to the World Series they played. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my co-host is, is reveling in yeah. Cleveland being Cleveland. Yeah, they, Me, they didn't so make much. it in Major League. But I was talking to my wife this week, and I said, we always go back to a Bronx tale, but Eddie the Mush? Yeah. I mean, like, when they found out Eddie the Mush had yeah. bet a certain way, they tore up their tickets before the outcome even happened. Yeah. Because they knew. I literally watched that game and said to my wife, Cleveland is Eddie the Moosh. Yeah. He's yeah. he's him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is Cleveland. That's good. I didn't think of that. That's fantastic. That's yeah. a great analogy. So, um, they got swept. They got swept. I was surprised by the uh, sweep. I thought it would have been a gentleman's sweep, which could I have called been. that, too. Yeah, it could have been a gentleman's sweep, but uh, JR messed it up. I... <laughs> And, you know, the other thing I noticed was the game four at the end. You could look at it two ways. You could look at it as, look, LeBron James did all he could. There was no more he could do. Right. I cannot see a Michael Jordan, a Kobe, a Kareem. I could not see them going quietly into the night. I literally thought, because I did watch um, that the end of game four to watch the sweep um, just specifically for that when he was dapping everybody with his broke hand on the way out I thought he was literally I thought he was literally leaving the uh, arena hopping on a (laughs) helicopter and flying out headed right out through the gate yeah hop in the Kia yeah head home to the 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 Akron compound that's already packed up yeah, it's already and moved. The, Mayflower's already been there. Start the and plane. Gone. We're headed to Los yeah. Angeles. That's uh, somewhere. Right. I, 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 all right, which brings us to off season. So, well, hold on a second. Okay. I, I just want to say, I found that eerily similar to the year he left for Miami. Yeah. When they got when they got beat. Yeah. 
and his exit to the bench where he was dabbing people and giving people mm-hmm. five, and I just got that feeling he's not going to be in this this uh, this uniform much longer. No, nah, I think game one sealed that. I think if Jr. didn't do what Jr. did, there's a chance he would have been. In I don't know, him. man. I it think he was out. Some chance, but I think he, he was out. Regardless, if he would have showed better, I think he could have finagled some more moves to get uh, where he needed to be. But, but you uh, know, LeBron is LeBron, too, and he, yeah. he may surprise everybody and stay. He could. I don't see that happening at all, neither does anybody else, even LeBron's wife, who has enrolled their kid in school in L.A. <laughs> so, Interesting. Um, I'm not exactly sure that he'll be in L.A. because you can live anywhere and play anywhere because most people don't even live, especially in the NFL. A lot of they people live in L.A. Yeah, a lot of people live in L.A. Right. and play elsewhere. Um, so there, there's some things going on. Uh, there's some key players in the NBA that could be on the move. Paul George? Um, yeah, he's one of them. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is the wild card. They, they were saying earlier um, in the year that he might go to Boston, but – now he's saying his his pick is Los Angeles. Well, I know he like he he likes L.A., but he wants to be out of San Antonio. So Kawhi Leonard is the wild card in all this. I think if Kawhi Leonard gets moved, uh, depending on where he gets moved, dictates some more where chips fall. Um, L.A. and is a good place for that. Now here here's the. Um, this would give L.A. a good chance to get rid of the Ball family, okay? So what do you but have? But it would take a three-team trade to do this because San Antonio wants no part of the Ball family. So since he put the diss track out on Kuzma and pissed off Magic Johnson and the whole Laker organization, okay, and then dampened their hopes of getting LeBron, which Magic Johnson seems to think that he is getting LeBron, LeBron's not going there if the balls are there. I'm just telling you that straight out. He wants nothing to do with that family, nothing to do with that kid. Uh, He doesn't put up with ignorant too too well, and this kid's ignorant. Um, I don't know that the kid is. His dad is. Well, his dad's definitely ignorant, but the kid's not acting any better right now. Uh, Putting diss tracks out on teammates. uh, Yeah, that was stupid. Even though they said it was a joke. But um, I could see the Lakers in a three – way trade with San Antonio to bring Kawhi to LA if that happens I'm not so sure that LeBron goes there but it would open the door a lot bigger for him to go there maybe LeBron goes Um, to San Antonio could um depending on who they get Uh, he would have to actually be coached I think the Celtics make a lot more sense for Kawhi because they have more assets to trade for Kawhi so you think you think Kyrie no, I don't think Kyrie's necessarily gone yet, but I think some of the other younger people like Rozier and um, Scary Terry. Yeah, Terry might be gone, um, and they're going to move them. I, I, I think Boston will move those people to bring in somebody um, to compete with the Golden State because I think if Boston's all the way healthy, um, they they are scary. They are scary in the East, especially um, with the two guard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you think you got, what, Kyrie at the one, a Kawhi or, or Paul George yeah. at, at the two. Yeah. Um, Tatum at the three, Horford right. at the four. Right. Or no, 
Hayward at the four. Hayward at the four. Horford, Horford at, at the five. five. Yeah. That's that's a that's strong a lineup, man. That is a strong lineup. Um, so I think the Celtics make more sense with a trade because Ky- uh, Kawhi would have to be traded for at this point. Um, now, Paul George, I think, is kind of like waiting to see where LeBron might go. Um, he may, from what I understand, he, he may sign with Oklahoma again. Um, which I don't know why you would do that. Um, but uh, here, here's the scenario I see happening. is because Chris Paul is another key uh, player this year that's not under contract and is a LeBron boy. Absolutely. Okay, so he wants a max contract of five years, max money. Houston's not going to give him that. Nobody in their right mind is going to give – an old 33-year-old They said Paul. the same about Tristan Thompson and his contract, and they said the same about J.R. Smith and his contract. Right. So, Which brings me to my next point. I've been screaming this since February of this year. LeBron James will be in the New York Knicks uniform next year. Why? Because he needs to step out of Michael Jordan's shadow. He's not going to do that in L.A. He's not going to do that in Miami. He's not going to do that in Chicago. He needs a big market, hungry for an NBA title. New York makes the most sense to step out of that shadow and secure his legacy as if not the number one, the clear number two ever in the NBA. All right. And it would give him a better shot of being number one than the other places will because he just won another one in L.A. Okay, just won another one. If he wins one in New York, he won one in New York. New York hasn't won one since 73 in Willis Reed. Okay? And it's the largest population in America. You can make it anywhere. And and he's got another owner dumb enough to give max contracts to people that don't deserve them. Which means Chris Paul's getting a max contract in New York. And that's the only place I can see him getting a max contract. So... I think LeBron, after his press conference, talking about, oh, we got beat by a super team, so it's going to take a bunch of super minds to get together and make another super team to beat this super team. I think New York's the most likely spot. He can get in, and they got some pieces. They got a couple of nice players there. Porzingis. Porzingis is real nice. He's not going to play next year, but they got that one kid, uh, Nicoletti or something like that. Well, they'll have to trade in some people. Yeah, well, definitely they're going to trade in some people. They're going to bring some people in. But I can see Chris Paul and and Paul George coming to New York with LeBron, Ooh. forming up, making a super team in New York, who is thirsty, thirsty for some NBA, some good NBA, some NBA playoffs, and a title. And you got the you got Fizdale there too. That's my next point. Right. You got a LeBron, LeBron boy in the coaching chair. Which he loves. He loves Thisdale. Matter of fact, it came out that the New York Knicks consulted with LeBron's people before hiring Thisdale. Okay. So I think New York still is the front runner that nobody's really... I mean, they're getting smoke and they're getting talked about. And whenever there's smoke, there's fire. And I think that's the, the most possible landing spot for his legacy and for getting the people he wants to play with there. And not only that, but it's also came out that Kyrie wants to play for New York. He wants to go to New York, but next year, 
because he's still under contract for one more year with Boston. So what's a good way to get back at Kyrie? Take over the team he wants. Well, these are conspiracy Woo. theories among, uh, among us. So here's my only here's my question. You have a Chris Paul, Paul George, uh, LeBron James, Knicks. Yeah. And, do, and maybe another guy. Do they CJ McCollum maybe? Do they give Golden State a game? With Porzingis on the on the uh, now next year. Next year, if Porzingis plays, I think they give Golden State. There's only one a, ball. Well, no, I understand that, but Chris <laughs> Paul distributes. LeBron has said he's wanted somebody to distribute the ball and him to step back some. Sure, he said it. Well, I'm just I can only go by what somebody says. Okay. He's also said he's the king of New York, and there's only one way to be the king of New York, and that's to be in New York. You can't be the king and live outside of the kingdom. So cut to the point. Do they beat Golden State? It'd be a better game than the Cavs. Let me ask you this. I don't know if they beat them, but they'll be a lot better game. Do they beat Irving, Tatum, Horford, and Haywood? They would give them a really good game. It depends on who else they get in there with them. If they See, get good get role players in. It's going to get really interesting. Yeah, the East just heated up. And and everybody was talking about the Philadelphia uh, 76ers. Well, they, they, they had to save face just to even stay in the LeBron conversation. You think LeBron's going there with pillow talk happening? Yeah, no. 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 So what's our prediction? Where does LeBron land? I'm still I'm still with the Knicks, man. I think the Knicks make the most sense. Um, their owner's stupid enough to make all the uh, all the contracts he wants. There's and, one uh, person you're overlooking with that, though. Who's that? Magic Johnson. Well, Magic Johnson's a wild card in that, but I don't think um, you don't think he has the chops to pull it off. I think he does, but I think if LeBron's smart for his legacy, he's not going to go to L.A. I don't think Kobe Bryant does. Kobe Bryant want him in L.A. That that's been said too that that Kobe Kobe would want not want LeBron in L.A. Yeah, because LeBron's pretty much overshadowed Kobe. Yeah. Now you know what I mean. There's some yeah. jealousy there. I think it's going to be an interesting offseason. Competitive. I, I I tend to think I tend to think it's going to be Los Angeles yeah. just because that's easy. And, and that makes sense. But you know we'll see what happens. I still say New York, man. I've been saying it for a long time, and no, everybody laughed at me, but now it's uh, starting to catch some traction. Even Reggie Miller. So 30 seconds for me, yeah. what I'd, I want to see, I want to see a ball player like LeBron, or I'm sorry, like Kawhi. Mm-hmm. When I say ball player, I mean a guy that plays defense, Correct. plays offense, clearly yeah. is able to be coached. Right. I would love to see him on my Celtics. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you, if he goes to my Celtics, other people can create a formidable formidable force in the East. But under a Brad Stevens coach team, you ain't getting past the Celtics. It ain't happening. And so I think they're the best best chance to give Golden State a game. Because nobody said this, but Brad Stevens hasn't had a chance to scheme against Golden State. And I would right. love to see that happen. So that's just my two cents. I think with that, unless you have anything else. Well, I just think Brad Stevens, uh, I made this point a couple podcasts ago to me, is the best coach maybe in the history of basketball. Right. Um, 
because all those guys needed number ones, number twos, and number threes to be great, the guys above him. And he did a lot with no-name guys. Yep. So I, I love that guy, and I would love to see what he does next season if he has a healthy roster in the playoffs. I, it could be a Boston year. So outside of us mentioning where these uh, free agents go, this is the end of basketball for the year. Yeah. So uh, we'll yep. see you. We'll see you in the fall basketball. Yep. Other than that, uh, let's move on to the Ooh Look at Me Awards. Ooh, nice. Stupid mo, non-inventing, recipe-stealing, pug nose. Well, Homer, maybe you can take some consolation in the fact that something you created is making so many people happy. Oh, look at me. I'm making people happy. I'm the magical man from Happy Land in a gumdrop house on Lollipop Lane. Oh, by the way, I was being sarcastic. All right. The ever-requested, highly popular... You want it every month? It's almost taken over the Fat Fable. We got to get another Fat Fable at some point. Yeah, we do. But last month was just, I mean, there was just so many opportunities of people that were thirsty for attention. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get into the Ooh Look at Me Awards, or the O-Lames, as we call it. Uh, LeBron James took the whole month. I mean, there were so many things that happened, and... Todd, tell our tell our listeners what's on my feet right now. I'm not giving up on him. Uh, LBJ shoes. Yep. I mean, I love the guy. Yeah. But he did a couple of things. First of all, again, I'm gonna say it again, fellas. Nobody's looking at our fashion. Yeah. Nobody. Wear a black suit, yeah. white shirt, and a tie. Yeah. This dude showed up. And what looked like, I mean, he looked like the lead singer from ACDC. Yeah. Angus Young. Yeah. He had the the fully custom suit on, but the pants were cut into shorts, and he was wearing boots. He showed up looking like Limey going to church. He did. Mm -hmm. And not to mention the fact that he was also carrying... At best, a bag. At worst, a a purse. A $41,000 bag. That's expensive. I, when did we decide as men that just a regular suit wasn't enough? At what point did we need more attention by showing off our legs... Yeah. At what point did like last month with Tom Brady in his in his uh bullfighting uniform? What why? Why? You know who I blame for this? Who? Uh was Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he shows up in some like sweatshirts with holes in them. And yeah, they're trying to keep up with the Westbrooks. I just don't get it. Dude, you wear shorts for a living. Why are you wearing shorts to the game? It, it, he, 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 yeah. To change out of those shorts into other shorts. I don't know. It looked like Spanky and Alfalfa. Yeah. And then secondly, okay, LeBron, you, you played a great four games. Fantastic, by the way. Yeah. But you got your rear end handed to you, bro. You did. Don't show up to the press conference. After dabbing everybody down, 
after yeah. throwing an alley oop off the backboard and and bringing the rim down. Yeah. Don't show up and say in the first game I broke my hand. Yeah. I mean, what was the Michael Jackson glove for? <laughs> Cuz you didn't beat it, bro. You got No. Beat. Yeah. You, no, no. It yeah. was I you know, for the life of me and for those of you that don't know, LeBron showed up to the final press conference. You just played four games. Yeah. You kept it under wraps. Right. Nobody knew you had a bum hand. Get through the next 10 minutes and then get out of there. You know what you say at that press conference, Todd? Uh, Nothing about your hand. What you say is this. Golden State's a great team. Yeah. They beat us. Yeah. All of the onus. I don't want to hear one question about where I'm going. Right. I don't want to hear one question about why we, we lost. We lost because they were better. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Then you exit the building and you let your coach or your teammate or anybody else say, yeah, LeBron had a bum hand. But that literally looked yeah. like the kid in the neighborhood who every time we were beating them in sports, they suddenly got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Whether you're hurt or not, that's not up for me to decide. I know Todd has other opinions here. Yeah. Dude, just go out with class, man. I yeah. mean, you played so classy over four games. You you played your heart out. Mm-hmm. Except for the end of the fourth game, which I kind of thought was kind of weak. Which I'm surprised you showed up to the press conference to begin with. But hey. Right. Exit out. Exit out. Yeah. So my first O-lame is look at my short pants, set, suit, whatever it is. I don't even think they have a word for it. Yeah. The spanky get up. The second spanky. is the, the soft cast. Yeah. And then my third, I love this. A millennial ended up suing his parent because he was 30 something. Okay. And they were kicking him out of the house finally. Oh, fantastic. Good for them. Finally. And the court ruled that them. the parents, why this even was entertained, why this wasn't thrown out, I don't know. Right. But the parents kicked this Dungeons and Dragon mullet having uh, stank Dorito breath yeah. thirty year old out of their house. Yeah, and I say good. Good, good for them. I say good. Yeah. So, Mister Millennial. Yeah. Probably need a co-signer. Go get an apartment. Yeah. You're stinking up the joint. Yeah, and you're gonna uh, be drinking Jolt Cola instead of Mountain Dew in no time. Right. Right. Yeah. Time to go to the discount rack, Jack. Right. Dr. Thunder. All right. What you got for us this month? Man, uh, my first O-Lame is going to Roseanne uh, Barr, Arnold, whatever she goes by now. Yeah. Roseanne. Yeah. Um, uh, congrats for getting your show rebooted. It was a great show in the 90s. Did I you watch it. the new show? I watched it twice. Good. Um, Not bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, but your tweet was. Yeah. Um. As two two big white guys, yep, we grew up in predominantly black schools. Yep, um, we know as guys that there is only a couple of things you can say to a black man to super offend them, or a black person in general. And comparing one to a gorilla is exactly the one that will get you knocked the f out. Yeah, that, there's no excuse for that. I don't um, care. I don't care what side of the aisle you are politically. Yeah. We stay away from politics completely. Yeah. But I got to tell you, 
if you're on the same side of the aisle politically as Roseanne and you don't come out and say that that is unacceptable, yeah. you're a hypocrite. Exactly. And uh, the same goes for the Samantha Beechick that called uh, Donald Trump's daughter the C-word. Yeah. Um, there's only a few words you can say to a woman to offend them. When is Comedy Central going to get another punchline other than Trump? I, I don't know. I don't know when any comedian's going to get a punchline other than Trump. I, right listen, I, whether you like I him mean, or you a, don't. He's a big one. Don't get me wrong. And easy. Easy. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel when you talk about right. this guy. Nobody writes anymore. No. Nah. No. Nobody um, writes. So, so Roseanne, um, I wish you the best of luck. You just got Kramered. You will never, ever be on another TV show. Nor should you. Uh, probably the rest of your life. And uh, guess what? Ooh, look at me. I ruined my TV show that I just got rebooted. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, my Another one I got is uh, Terrell Owens. T.O. has been on radio... The past two years, whining and crying about not being in the Hall of Fame and getting overlooked. Why me? Why me? If it's about the accomplishments on the field, I should be in the Hall. Okay, Tio, I agree with you. You was a fantastic football player. You did a lot of great things on the field. But you are a bonehead off the field. Okay? So... They finally let you into the Hall of Fame, and you're not going to go. Even though you spent the past two years whining and crying to anybody. Why is he not going? Shoulder, I don't know. He didn't say. He just wants to have a party with uh, a select friends and family. So, I mean, yeah, that's nice. None of, that's none nice. of which are his co- old quarterbacks. Probably not. No, I, yeah. I bet not. Yeah, because they're he, all going to be at the Hall of Fame. Right. He... he uh, he found problems with everybody he played with. Yeah, which is, you know, there's a lot of guys like that. Right. There's a lot of guys. It's not called the Hall of Good People. It's called the Hall of Fame, the Professional Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. Not the Professional Hall of Good People, because there's plenty of guys in the Hall of Fame right. that weren't good people. Yeah, McNabb isn't invited to his party. No, either. no. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Garcia is not going to nope. be there. No, nope. um, uh Maybe not... Um, uh, maybe Steve Young, because he's actually in the Hall of Fame. He may be there. I, I just think, I mean, but, uh, if Terrell Owens was a today athlete, he would be ousted. Because some of the things he said about his quarterbacks yeah, were politically incorrect by far. Oh, yeah. And, and this brings me to my next point about Terrell Owens. Uh, you know, you want to cry about not being there. And then when you get invited, you don't want to go. So then uh, a friend of a friend, Jason Whitlock, takes you to task on his uh, talk show, and you do a Roseanne Barr thing and send a tweet. Not only do you send a tweet, but you fat shame the guy, tell him lose a hundred and some odd pounds, I'm paraphrasing, I don't know the exact weight, I don't fact check, but uh, it was somewhere in the ballpark of a hundred pounds, uh, then he'll go. And you guys can catch some donuts, but he only wants a couple, uh, two, you can have the rest. And then he goes on to say, bring that Uncle Tom. Unbelievable. uh, Michael Irvin with you. Um, I got a couple of donuts that are powdered just for him. Wow. Um, For those of you who may not know. This is the ultimate ooh look at me, I think. Yeah, I think um, for those of you who don't know, 
Michael Irvin has had some problems with the uh, nose nose candy. Bugger sugar. The bugger sugar. And, uh, you know, I, I love Michael Irvin. I think he's a very entertaining uh, person on air. And uh, he was a hell of a player. Um, career cut short due to injury. But uh, for Terrell Owens to take shots at people whose job it is to criticize and do stuff like they do in the media um man it's just a bad look and um you know everybody wants you to do well terrell uh mr owens uh everybody wants you to be a good person they want you to succeed in life it just seems like you're the only one who doesn't want you to succeed in life wow so well said um and then i got one more ooh look at me and it'll be short as uh uh, Ball. I don't even know his damn first name. L- L- Ron- Lorenzo? No, no, no. The, the son. I think it's Lorenzo. Lorenzo, Lavar, Lavar. Lavar is the dad. dad. Right. Lorenzo, whoever. The, 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 the Laker ball boy. The Laker ball boy. Okay? That's what I'm going to refer to him. Uh, does a diss track on uh, his teammate and the better rookie on that team, Kyle Kuzma. Don't hate and me if you ain't me. He uh, put a couple of shots in there uh, about him not knowing his daddy. Wow. And uh, how he was just sunned. And a few other shots in there. Uh, I listened to the diss track. Um, Punchlines were So you were the one. Yeah. Yeah. I was the one one listener. The one person over 30. Yeah. The one person over 30 that listened. Right. Uh, I got it emailed to me. So I listened to it. Um, I thought it was extremely classless to do to a teammate. And uh, yeah, I thought that was the biggest, ooh, look at me. I just ruined LeBron James coming to L.A. moment. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Yeah. So uh, th- when you piss the owner of the Lakers off, who's probably dealt with more crap than me or you's ever seen, uh, the, the Dayton PD hasn't seen the crap that the owner of the Lakers has yeah, had no to deal kidding. with. So, so to, to piss her off. And to yeah. piss off Magic Johnson, you had to do something special. And uh, this family continues to be something special with their uh, baloney leather shoes. Baloney? <laughs> baloney leather. Yeah. Only $500 a pair. Right. $500 a pair. I think they sold like 10 pair. Right. Um, they priced themselves out of work. But uh, that was my other ooh look at me. Well, that's it for the month. Yeah. So when we join you next month... The question will be, you know, are you ready for some football? Yeah. So I I don't know which one we'll do first. We'll probably do college first because that starts first. Yeah, I would say college first, and then we'll get to the pros the next month. Uh, We're all looking forward to college football starting. Yeah. uh, Being from the Midwest, we love fall. Yeah. So that should be exciting. Um, Again, we just want to thank you for your time today. We want to thank you for your continued uh, patronage of us, or your continued kind words, and even even the ones that aren't kind. You know what? That's why we're here, right? So That's right. we enjoy this. We hope you enjoy it. Um, Till next time. Yeah. Take it easy, everybody. Honky out. Honky out.